Welcome to the Healing in Progress podcast. This is where we take an honest look at the realities of healing from childhood trauma one day at a time. I'm Sean Crossley, a psychotherapist and mum of two, and I've been in the trenches of healing and personal growth for the last 15 years. I'm here to make the process of you getting back to your authentic self, the version of you that would have existed before the trauma, smoother, quicker and easier. Think of this as a behind the scenes chat with your therapist. Grab a cup of tea and get comfy. Let's get healing. Hello and welcome back to the Healing in Progress podcast. Um, So today we're talking about relationships and I really want to break down a little bit about how what I saw growing up with my parents who did argue quite a lot of the time, how that has affected me now, how it's affecting my marriage now, and really obviously what I'm doing to kind of work through it. So first of all, just as a a bit of context, so my parents they um they definitely had some good times but also there were there was just a lot of conflict and if i had to break down the dynamics because this is what's always useful when we're trying to kind of learn from something um, and obviously change it is to take a step back to remove yourself at one time so if i'm thinking about just the the dynamics um and how they they kind of looked to me as i was growing up it was very um aggressive critical mother and passive father so that was generally speaking of course there were times when that that wasn't the case but on the whole that is how their relationship looked to me so obviously hearing we know from research and so on that hearing a lot of arguments and conflict from your parents that it is it's a form of trauma because um, as a child you don't have the well first of all you're powerless you don't have the skills to interject to change it and obviously you're seeing the two people in your life who are most important to you at that time who are also integral to your survival to your well-being you're seeing them not in a good way you're seeing them suffering and it's also beyond the realms of a child's brain to be able to kind of understand it and make sense of it in a way that we might as adults, you know, as adults, we can rationalize it. And we can say, you know, sometimes people don't get on and and arguments do happen and, and so on and so forth. And all of that is true. Um, But as a child, you can't really, you can't really do that in the same way, of course. So when I'm thinking then about how the seeing this dynamic of this kind of argumentative critical aggressive mother and a more passive father and by passive i'm not saying that he was um he was kind of any better than my mom being aggressive because passive passivity is avoidant and it's um it's quite maddening as well for partners so you know here they both played their part basically So let's fast forward to now. So I'm 38 now. Um, I've been married for for nearly 10 years. Um, And with Tom for for a little bit longer than that, we've got two little children. Afra's four and Shay is one. We, um, 
just for context, we're currently traveling around Southeast Asia. So we're in Penang at the minute, which has been, it's been fun. It's been intense. It's been difficult. It's been something different, which is really what I was certainly craving. So when I think now about how my parents' marriage has affected me, so what tends to happen from a psychological standpoint as children is we internalise our parents' different parts, we call it. So we internalise, um, so for instance, I've internalised my, my mother's anger quite strongly and we internalise the dynamics that we see and then we end up kind of projecting and trying to recreate these dynamics. And of course, your partner's doing the same thing, right? This is, uh, everyone's doing this to some degree all the time. We've internalised what we've experienced and then we're we're recreating it in real life, in our life now, um, in order to work through it, in order to, or sometimes just because it's familiar. So there's definitely, I've definitely internalised her anger more. And I've also chosen a partner. Tom is really, generally speaking, a really kind of gentle, laid back guy. So I wouldn't call him passive, but, and and I'm not as angry as my mum, but we, you know, there are these, um, this mirroring is, is happening slightly. And so also what happens is, you know, there's been a defensiveness that's been built because I've experienced a lot of conflict as a child. So then, of course, I'm then coming to my relationships on the back foot a bit, a little bit sort of um, wary of attack, not physical attack, you know, emotional attack, right? Or kind of um, being criticised in some way, for example. So I'm going to be naturally more defensive and um and so also what happens is that conflict becomes more of a normal baseline than than you might want it to if you've experienced a lot of conflict as a child so let's think then about what i'm doing as a therapist and you know just personally what i'm trying to do in order to make this different because i'm all about you know, breaking the cycle, making things better. It doesn't mean it would be perfect, but I believe strongly that each generation can improve upon what the previous generation kind of had to do maybe because of their circumstances or what they were, the only option that they felt that they had at the time because of their own histories. You know, I, I recognise that my parents both had a lot of trauma in their own childhoods, really significant trauma. And so, of course, that would have affected how they were and, and that they did their best, but they still it still had a, a really damaging impact on me. So the things that I try to focus on are one is repair and making use of that in a really kind of conscious and ethical way. So that means not, just, you know, if we are, if we argue, if we have some kind of conflict between the two of us that I'm not just saying sorry in a kind of flippant way that it it is genuine that there is some recognition and uh kind of genuine conscious effort to repair and 
also vice versa as well that I'm kind of looking for that from Tom as well that we're not just either not saying sorry at all and not trying to repair at all or that we're just kind of saying it without kind of meaning it really so focusing on the repair which is something that I really didn't see growing up I didn't see repair from the really significant levels of arguing and conflict I didn't see that very often and if I did it didn't feel genuine because it didn't make any kind of difference right there was all it just it just rolled on and and was exactly the same the next day so focusing in on repair and also taking back anger so I growing up I, I largely only saw toxic anger which most of us are frightened of anger for this reason because we associate it with aggression and actually anger is not the same thing as aggression at all anger is a healthy emotion it's a really necessary emotion it's something that we have to be able to mobilize and activate within ourselves in order to have authentic relationships. You know, it's per- the aim is not nice, nicey-nicey, right? <laughs> the aim is not that we are constantly submissive or agreeing or that everything is, is sort of okay and placid and calm all the time. That isn't authentic. But it's about taking anger back and saying, look, it doesn't have to be toxic. It doesn't have to be aggression. I can be cross with Tom. I can be angry with Tom. I can be angry about something that's happening. And I can express it in a way that is cohesive and useful and maybe difficult, but still cohesive and useful. So I'm kind of reclaiming anger again, you know, that it's not this scary, bad thing that it was portrayed to be and that I saw when I was a child also what I find really useful is coming back to my knowledge about dynamics as a therapist we did lots of training in relationships because relationships are the place that our trauma goes to first and foremost it's the place that our trauma damages the most is our ability to be close to people our ability to trust people, our ability to connect and be vulnerable in a safe and boundary way. You know, when we've experienced childhood trauma, any kind of developmental trauma, so that means any trauma, like the little bits of trauma, so not necessarily one big thing, but it's years and years and years of whether it's conflict or neglect or just not having emotionally aware people around you not having people who are responsive to you all of that kind of stuff that's all developmental trauma it impacts how you develop and it as I say it goes directly to your relationships so when I started doing my therapy training when I was in my early 20s it was really a revelation to be given all of these structures and these strategies and these ways of thinking about relationships that made them a lot less messy and confusing so I go back to those uh, models in order to try to navigate and, and figure out really what might be happening when we're when me and Tom are reaching moments of whether it's conflict or we're just um, not getting each other something that just feels a bit difficult a bit stuck 
that I'm going back to these, these models. So one that I really love is from TA therapy or transactional analysis, which is where you're thinking about the, basically internally inside all of us, we have internalized uh, parent version of ourselves, even if we're not, even if we don't have children, a parent version, an adult version and a child version. And we have sort of helpful and unhelpful versions of all of these three internal these models internally that are working all the time so for example uh, the healthy parent version is that we are maybe guiding that we will be uh, supporting but in a in a way that we're sort of leading really but then the toxic version of parent is that we are being really critical and harsh and domineering and overpowering. And the child version, the healthy version of that is the kind of free play, happy in a child version where we are, that's those moments when we're engaging in silliness, when we're being, um, you know, we're just kind of having fun, we're being light think we're allowing ourselves to play and just feel kind of easy, which we need to do at any age. But then the toxic version of that is that we are being childish, we're being avoidant, we're maybe we're rebelling, we are not taking responsibility for what we're doing, what we're saying, what we're what, how we're acting, and so on. So I'm always trying to work out which position I'm in and where Tom is at, because in, you know, we can switch, switch between these roles in any given moment and in any conversation. And especially if we're in moments of difficulty, moments of rupture or conflict, then it's going to, we'll probably be in a toxic version of the parent or the adult or the child. And so will our partner. And we kind of invite one another into it. So as an example, if um, I feel like Tom is being maybe maybe condescending, maybe if he I feel like he's trying to teach me something or tell or um, sort of if I feel like he's talking down to me in some way, that feels like a toxic parent to me. And so I then go into my toxic child, and I then um, you know don't respond well, and I'm I feel. Like I'm just going to ignore him and I feel infantilized and I feel um, pushed into that role. And likewise, if I'm being critical of him, if he feels judged by me in some way, if I say, oh, you didn't, you haven't done the, you haven't done the washing up. You said you were going to do the washing up, for example. Um, boring example, but real life. Um, you know, he then might much more easily flip into his rebellious child. Well, I don't well, I don't have to do it. Why, why do I have to do it? Why am I going to do it? Or um, I'm, you know, whatever. That we, we're kind of flip-flopping between these toxic versions of the parent or, or the adult. And with the adult as well, it's, um, you know, it's similar. There's a, a healthy version and a non-healthy version. With being an adult, we are, when we're in our healthy version of that, we're taking responsibility for ourselves. We are um, being conscientious. We're, we're aware of ourselves. We're communicating well and an adult in the, the unhealthy version of themselves we are shut down maybe we're detached we're not communicating we're not uh, working things through we're not 
doing what we've said we'll do and not following through on stuff and so on. So those are the three ways that I'm making efforts to minimize and work through, process through the ways in which seeing my parents arguing has affected my marriage. I'm thinking about repair and me and Tom both are focusing on kind of repairing those moments as best as we can. Taking anger back, reclaiming it, it's allowed, it's okay, it doesn't have to be toxic. There's a way to communicate anger that is healthy, that doesn't leave either person damaged or feeling wounded. There is a way to communicate that. And remembering that if I don't do that, then it becomes passive aggression. You know, anger doesn't just disappear. Just because we maybe don't like it or we wish it wasn't there or we uh, are maybe frightened of it. It doesn't vanish, it just becomes squashed. And squashed anger is bickering, it's jabs, it's little comments all the time. Well, you did this, you did that, you did this, you did that. And it's still there, it's just just a slow leaking poison rather than just kind of expressing it. So working on anger, reclaiming it, and also leaning on all of the models and the structures that... Um, I know to be helpful to make these difficult moments, these difficult parts of relationship feel less cloudy and messy and tricky. So there we go. And also, as always, remembering to give myself lots and lots of compassion that, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult. Relationships are difficult full stop because it's two people coming together with all their past histories and traumas and stuff and beliefs and expectations so it's difficult anyway but um, if you have grown up without a a model of what a healthy relationship could look like then it's really really hard because you're just winging it and you're just kind of figuring it out as you go and I'm lucky that because of the training that I've done I've got lots of stuff to to lean back on and pull on and also therapy that I've had over the years Um, But if you are not working with that stuff yourself, then, you know, it's even harder and well done to you for trying to make things better. So hopefully that was useful for you and I will see you next time.